drums, please. Welcome back. It's your boy, Alex, with What's the Deal. Um, I'm recording another one in the uh, hotel room that I'm at in Austin, Texas. That was from my last podcast. So I want to record just another one that was a little bit less serious, a little bit laid back, a little chiller. Um... I felt kind of cringy about the rap thing, so I just wanted to instantly kind of move past that. But, you know, it is what it is. You live life. You live with your mistakes. You uh, you know, you, you learn your lesson. It's not about, uh, it's not, I mean, it's, it is about the journey, but it's also about the destination. So here we are. So I thought it would be kind of funny in a, in a sad way uh, that if I went through this Teen Vogue interview that I think I did with Nick a little bit, but then or 71 good questions to ask your best friend. Yes. Um, so just replace best friend with yourself. Um, cause I am my own best friend, right? I mean, uh, I'm with me all the time. I mean, I, I can't get rid of me. I'm, I'm all here all the time. So we'll run through some of these. Maybe I'll skip over ones that are a little too personal. Um, but I'll try not to, I try to be a big boy about it. Nice big teen Vogue boy. Uh, but number one, it's and they have these annoying gifs underneath every single one, and so it just repeats. Oh, I'm like, so can I not compress these? Like, I don't want them to see this over and over and over again as I'm thinking about what their question is. But anyways, first world problem. Um, number one says, what embarrasses you the most, and or what's been your most embarrassing moment? Um, I feel like those are two separate questions. That's kind of a lame. Lame question because it's like what embarrasses you the most could be different than what's your most embarrassing moment. You know what I mean? I would so I'm gonna start with the second one. What's your most embarrassing moment? Um, I, I typically don't have very many embarrassing moments. I have an extreme low self esteem, so to be embarrassed, you have to you know think kind of highly of yourself, and uh, I don't do that already. So uh, I try to you know generally I avoid embarrassing moments, or I just don't know when they happen. Um, but what embarrasses me, I guess could be that, um, that's kind of a sad thing. Um, but I, if I were to give like a real embarrassing moment, I guess that was an answer for the first part. Second part, real most embarrassing that I just, that I think of on top of the dome and cr- makes me cringe. Oh man, there's a lot of stuff. Um, but when I was a little kid, little enough, I don't know how old I was, little enough to need a babysitter. Babysitter took me and my sister to the beach. And it was kind of like the crappier of the three beaches that we have. But there's, I think there's more, but the, within driving distance beaches. Um, and when it's low tide, there would be a sandbar kind of, I don't know. To, as a little kid, it seemed like a mile away, but I, I, I couldn't tell you now. And you're able to swim across and get to the sandbar, which is pretty cool. But it is a little scary if you're like, you know, seven, eight years old. 
um, because you, you start off by being able to touch the bottom, 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 then all of a sudden you can't, and it's cold. It's cold, cold water. And I and I, and I, I just walk off all by myself and without telling my babysitter, uh, without telling anybody, really, and going over there, and I get close to the sandbar to the point where I can touch the ground. When I first put my, put my feet on the ground, I feel something like fleshy, like this weird... Just I, that's all I can really describe, like a fleshy feeling, you know. It didn't like squish in between my toes. It was definitely solid, but it felt like I was stepping on an animal. And of course, when you're in the at the beach and you're young, or you're at the beach now, you know, and you feel something like that, you're thinking, "Oh my god, like it's a stingray. I'm about to die, like Steve Irwin, or it's a shark, and I'm about to die, like lots of other people." And so I literally, I remember this. I audibly yelled. Um, because I thought I was in grave danger. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool, it was, you know, it's an embarrassing moment for me because I was embarrassed, but there was a family nearby. They heard me scream like a weirdo and they uh, noticed I was alone, I'm a little kid, and they did the right thing and, you know, allowed me to hang out with them for a little bit until my babysitter realized where I was and she swam across all crazy like and came and got me. That's about all I remember. Um, but that, that was a pretty embarrassing moment. I mean, that's kind of a weak sauce one. I just don't think about my embarrassing moments very often. Um, I'm sure if I had like other people on this podcast with me, they'd be able to point out tons of stuff. But um, oh, oh, another oh, this would be it's embarrassing, but no one really knows. Um, but I tell people my freshman year in college, right? It's it's, it's it's an adjustment. You know, at least the first semester, if not the whole first year, is an adjustment period between high school, public school, high school, and college, where in public school, you know, as a senior, you know, junior, you can kind of like barely pay attention, kind of study, you know, eh, put in like the minimum amount of effort, you get a B or a C, you know, easier classes, you get an A, um, you kind of just coast. That, that, that don't fly in college, you know, you're on your own schedule, you know, so I was going to be... Um, I really, at the time, and I changed my major multiple times, but at the time, I think I was going to be either an economics major or some sort of astrophysics physics major. And of course, both of those require math. So I was like, well, why don't I, first semester of college, take Calc 1, Calculus 1? And that was a horrible, horrible idea because I still had the same attitude and acted the same way I did in high school. And uh, like I said, it's not going to fly when you're taking just calculus one in college. And so I remember showing up to the final late. Everyone's already started. I was late. I don't remember why I was late. Probably for some stupid reason. I'm an idiot. And it's embarrassing. But I remember, and I'm sure people can relate to this feeling. I'm spending a lot of time on question one. I got 70 more to go. This The feeling when you get to a test and you look at the first page and you're like, Oh my God, I have no idea what is what any what to do. And I start flipping through the packet because it's like eight pages of like, you know, because it, it'll be a question and a big space to work it out and show your work and stuff. I mean, and, and you know, I tried, you know, I shot my shot, um, but there were pages I just didn't do. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. And that was a real, I think I'm the kind of person that really needs to be kicked in the face or the pants, you know, to really learn a lesson. I think after that, I really took um, college in general pretty seriously. I was like, well, this is a little bit different than what I was expecting. And 
so uh, it's obvious that I bombed that, which means I ended up bo- I ended up just straight up bombing Calc one. I think freshman year, first semester. I mean, it's definitely first semester because I remember being like, "Why did I do that?" My first, I should be taking like easy, like ease into the being alone and having to figure out what it's like not living at your parents, and uh, which I gave up on pretty soon. So I'd say that was pretty embarrassing. Maybe not the most embarrassing, but I mean. There's a lot to choose from, and there's a lot that I maybe wouldn't even wouldn't even remember or consider that people would point out to me that I would be embarrassed about now. Okay, so question two says, who do you look up to the most, and what qualities do you love about that person? Man, um, I think if you if you're someone who looks up to one person, um, that's not a good thing. Um, what what person do I look up to the most, and what qualities do you love about that person? I would say my parents, and, and I was they said person, but I would say my parents, um, be, because they are not perfect. And you know, at first when you realize that, um, that you know, at a certain to a certain extent, they're just like you. You know, I'm 27 now. There's not a huge difference between me and my parents like it was when I was seven years old. Um, but that, that really humanizes them and brings them down a level to the point where it, it deepens our relationship with my mom and my dad. Um, and it's not always that same. It's not always like that. I'm just talking about what it is currently. Uh, but what I love about my mom and the qualities that she has is um, she, to me, embodies uh, unconditional love. And in a way that I, I don't see in other people, and that I never saw growing up from other people's moms. The stuff that my mom would do for me and my sister as kids was rare. Um, and I know that it's rare because I would talk about it. And other kids would be like, what? Your mom does that for you? Not in a way where it's like, aren't you old enough to do that? It was just in a way like, well, I wish my mom did that. Um, she was awesome. She you know, talked to me about my day. Talked to me. She like would remember friends and teachers that I have, tests that I have coming up, like like has all this other crap going on, you know, taking care of the house, making dinner, grocery shopping, all kinds of whatnot, trying to be a good wife, which I wasn't even thinking about at that time. But now as being a married person, I understand it takes a lot of time and effort too. But then qualities that I like about my dad are all the manly qualities that I have. Right? It's 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 interesting as if you're you have a kid you're, you are the child. Um, you're not like a 50-50 split of your parents. Like I would say at most, I am more like my mom than my dad. Um, but what I look up to about my dad is his ambition, his drive, um, his financial aptitude, I think is really awesome. And at the same time, his unconditional love. He, it, it's different. It's not as obvious or in your face. But... If you were to ask him to do it, and I'll tell, I'll tell the story, and I'll always remember it for the rest of my life. It was, um, it was freshman year, downtown, college. I was alone. I was, a, I was a lonely, lonely guy for a long time, all throughout high school. Just was more of the same in college. Uh, I was what you would call a late bloomer. I was alone. I was sad, um, and I, I was just, I was just, <laughs> just sad. So I didn't really have anyone else to really 
talk to. So I called my dad. I, um, I don't know if I asked or he offered, but um, let's just go with he offered to come down, which would have been, you know, probably a 30, 40 minute drive down to campus just to hang out and have dinner with me and cheer me up. And it's like, I would feel like most dads would just be like, suck it up, you know, go to bed, uh, too late or study or something, you know. But no, he, he decided to stop whatever he was doing at that time, which could be getting ready for bed, or could be whatever, whatever he wanted to do. And he stopped on a, on a dime, got in his car, drove half an hour downtown, parked, paid for parking, met me, paid for dinner, talked to me, helped me. And then if I could ask him to do it again and, and he'd do it. And it's, it's a different kind of love than my mom, but still, love and so what quality do i love about these people is how they love other people and it's taken me a long time to really see and understand that um but i i I see it now and i understand it and i and i I try to emulate that on a day-to-day basis you know i also think um you know i you know a lot of my sense of humor is from my mom but there's a big chunk of my sense of humor that i get from my dad um so I can go on and on talking about them, but we will move on. So number three says, what would your perf- what would be your perfect day? Plan it out from waking up to bedtime. My perfect day. So I would wake up feeling completely rested. Like I, as if I had slept for 12 hours and was in REM sleep the whole time. And I, I'm waking up, I'm completely rested. I have, I'm full of energy. And then I make my bed. I brush my teeth. I immediately get ready and take a shower i'm nice and clean well i mean i take the dogs out and all that stuff too but then i you know take a shower um and then i i clean the house i do chores i'm productive uh, it's definitely not a work day i do not want that to be part of my perfect day i'm not working i'm probably um i, I my perfect day from waking up to bedtime so i'm productive at home um, I maybe go play some video games. I'll eat some food, you know, maybe I'll order some food, like Chick-fil-A or something. You know, the, the bar's pretty low. But then my evening would be, um, I got to have plans with uh, a group, you know, a group of my best friends, you know, and we just hang out for hours, you know, from like 5, 6 p.m. till midnight or something. We just hang out, watch movies or just talk and laugh or do something like that. And then I get home and then I hang out with my dogs and we, we stay up late watching, you know, YouTube together or, or, you know, I'll be playing music and trying to get them tired by running around with them and stuff. And then we go upstairs, you know, we have like our own little routine that we do, you know, I'm nice and tired. I'm nice and ready to go to bed. I don't even, I don't even need to, I'm not even worried about like just sitting there on my phone. I go, I get right into bed. It's, it's just, I just, I think my perfect day would just be like, I'm happy and comfortable the whole day. As long as those two things are the same, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. But I did get a little specific about what I was doing just to help out with the question. <clears throat> Number four says, what's your biggest fear? What's my biggest fear? Um, man, uh, I don't think I have like a biggest fear. Um, and I don't know what they mean like. Like I'm afraid of bugs or something. Like I don't like bugs, but I'm not. I think it's my biggest fear. Well, I mean, I kill a bug. It depends. Like, you know, is, is, is it the size of my foot? You know, like at that point, I don't think we can consider it a bug. 
you know, that's a, that's a different thing at that, at that point. It's an, probably an animal. Um, my biggest fear probably would be um, getting to the end of my life and either just realizing or just acknowledging the fact that I haven't done, I didn't do anything. Nothing like I have nothing to show for it. I wasted it my whole life, and I have all these regrets. So that's probably my biggest fear. Um, just being alone, being sad, dying, <laughs> and having nothing to show for my life. No grandkids. No one. No one's there for me. I've alienated myself from everyone who who could love me. So that's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is being my own worst enemy. Really. Number five is. How do you like to be comforted when you're sad or upset? Um, when I'm sad or upset, how do I want to be comforted? Uh, I really am a big proponent and supporter of um, when someone's in a, in a state of sadness or depression, that just sitting there with them in silence. I think that's that's what I'd like. I don't, and that's not always the case. There are exceptions, but most of the time I just want to Sit there, be sad, have you say it's going to be okay and that you love me, and, uh, and then just hang out with me until I'm not feeling sad anymore. But who knows how long that'll take? So um, to be when I'm com- to be comfortable when I'm sad or upset, just be with me in person. But you don't have to say anything or do anything. Just just sit there, watch TV with me. Um, just just chill, you know. What's your all-time favorite memory? Um, my all-time favorite memory would have to be, uh, like, my wedding day, but that seems like kind of a, even less than a layup. That's like the, the, the hoop has been lowered, and I'm dropping the ball in. I don't even have to, like, bounce it off the backboard. So, like, the, my wedding day, my, you know, it, which we were lucky enough to have recorded, you know, I've watched it a couple times, and it's just, I wish I could go back and relive that. Like, if heaven was just me reliving that day over and over again, That'd be all right with me. Um, so that's good enough. I spent a lot of time on question one, saying so to make up time by moving along. What's your favorite thing? What's your favorite thing you own and why? Uh, I hate to say that I own, uh, but I, I mean, I did, I did exchange currency for my dogs, so I do, in a way, own them. Um, but that, yeah, that's that. Those guys are the favorite, my most favorite things that I own if you want to define own as you paid money for um outside of that i really i don't care um like i i got a new car recently and i like it but if you were to tell me oh, i'm taking it away you're getting your old car back i'd be like well okay cool i guess it's fine but if you were to take away my dog i'd be devastated so it's it's toby and stanley uh, i love them a lot um more than like probably just a random human being there, there are you know seven plus billion people on Earth. There's only two dogs that I own. So if it was between like Stanley or Toby or whatever hanging off a cliff and some random mofo asking for help, I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear him and just save my dog and leave. <clears throat> I mean, I guess I'll try to get both. But if the circumstance is like one or the other, then uh, sorry, random mofo. Who was the last person who made you cry and why? Uh, myself, I make myself cry all the time. Not in like a bad. I don't like push myself in the nuts and then cry about it. I just sometimes I get sad and I can't help it, and then I cry. And sometimes that helps, sometimes it doesn't. 
people don't really make me cry. Um, it's usually just like thoughts that I have that make me cry. No one like calls me a bad word or says something mean to me and then I go cry about it later. Like I don't, I don't really care that much about what people say. Um, I would say just me <clears throat> and then, and why? I don't know. If I could, if I knew that, I, then I wouldn't cry so much. Number nine, where do you hope to be in five years from now? 10, 15? Uh, five years from now, I'll be in my 30s, so I hope I am dead. 10, even more. 15, no, I'm just kidding. So in five years, what, I'll be 32 or something. I hope to have a, some kids, maybe. I'm hoping some kids. Uh, because, you know, then my wife will also be 32, so I know the biological clock will be ticking. 10 years from now, I'll be 37, pushing 40. Um, I'm hoping that I'm pretty progressed along in my career. Uh, what that looks like, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, when I graduated college and you asked me, you know, where would you, what do you think you're going to be when you're 27? I, I, I would be wrong. So, and then 15 is basically the same as 10. I, I just want to be, I want to be successful in my career and I want to be a very successful at being a dad to, uh, my six foot eight son. Who is dominating um, Little League? Is it called Little League? I don't care. Whatever age he'll be, he's gonna be 6'8, 250, just dunking on kids. And then I'll, I'll groom him for uh, being the next you know, NBA prodigy. 10. If money was no object, what would you buy? That's so dumb. What a dumb question. If no, money was no object, what would you buy? Money is not an object. How do I buy stuff? It would be, it should be, if money was no object, what would you take? <laughs> I guess if money was no object, what would I buy? Um, probably all of Amazon, like the entire corporation of Amazon. I would take that, and then I would make money an object again and uh, be very happy. Uh, next is when have you felt the most proud? Proud, I guess. Proud in general. Proud of myself. Proud of someone else. I feel like I get more proud. I'm more proud of other people, um, but I am proud of myself. I'm proud of, um, I guess, you know, but it's like, I, I don't like being proud. You know, it, it can, it can really be a dangerous thing to, to kind of revel in, um, and be like, I'm the source of it. I'm proud of myself because I did this. I, like, I feel like a lot of the sources of my success are, you know, stuff that I do and, and, and contribute to, but I also get a lot of help along the way. So, you know, if I feel like, oh, I'm very proud because I think I'm a, I'm a pretty generous person or uh, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty humble, uh, it's usually because I learned it from someone else. It's not like I just made that crap up and figured it out on my own. Number 12 is, when have you felt the most challenged? Uh, I would say, yeah, freshman year of college. Um and so in the beginning of sophomore year, those are two times I tried living on campus and it just, it just didn't work out, you know, where I was. I think now <laughs> I could, I could handle it, but I mean, when you're 18, 19 years old and as introverted and socially, um, I was trying to think of the, it's not like, it's like anxiety, but not <laughs> whatever anxious. Good Lord. Especially anxious as I was, that was a very tough time because uh, I, I know my parents paid a lot of money for me to be there, and then I just dipped with you know, barely any time staying there. So that was very challenging. And then I think 
um, just overall being married is a challenge. It's very tough to, to, uh, be, I mean, it's very rewarding, but it's hard at the same time to be married. Do you have any regrets? If so, what are they? Um, let's see. I think I regret, this is going to sound so dumb because everyone ever, when I say this, everyone, I've said this before to people and they always roll their eyes and act like, I don't know, I'm Bill Gates' son. Um, when I, my first car was a Mustang. Oh, wow. Wow. A Mustang. Like it was a used Mustang. And when I turned 16, um, that was 2010. And it was a 2007 Mustang that was used as a rental car. So not to say I'm those appreciative of it. Like, of course, like I know I'm lucky, but I regret picking that as my first car and then having to deal with it. Um, because think uh city it got 13 miles to the gallon and then highway was like like maybe 20 or 18 and having to commute from home to campus for school with that car just took like i'd have to fill up maybe every day every other day best case scenario so i regret getting that car i, I wish i would have just um got a so like a toyota or a honda or something that got better gas mileage mm-hmm. there was even a possibility of getting my mom's car and you know getting your mom's car is not like the best idea but um if i could just if i could just go back in time and not care so much about what people thought i would have picked it was like an accurate tl or something and i, w- I would have picked that in a heartbeat because it was going to be nicer than anything i was going to get so i that's probably one of my regrets uh, 14 says, when was the moment in your life you laughed the hardest? I don't know. Uh, I just started watching the beginning of Dave Chappelle's new, new, uh, special. That made me laugh pretty good. Um, I don't know. I laughed, you laughed the hardest. I don't, I don't know. I think cause I just generally laugh at a lot of stuff. Um, I, I laugh at my own jokes. I laugh at stuff all the time. Um, but I can't specifically remember a moment in my life where I laughed the hardest. What a dumb question. Uh, 15 is which celeb would you want as your other BFF and why? Uh, none of them. Uh, 16. What did you dream about last night? Nothing. These are easy. 17. Out of all your family members, who are you closest to? I, I think my mom. And it's funny, the, the gif they have, it's, uh, who is this? Uh, she's from Parks and Rec. She's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm dumb. I, I mean, I don't want to be friends with any celebs, so how would I know celebs' names? It, it says, I'm a cool mom. I'd probably say my mom, you know, because we're very similar, I think, just in, in like our personality breakdowns. Um, but, you know, that's just how it is. I wish, uh, you know, I'd like to be as close with everybody as I am with my mom and my family, but I'm working on it. 18 is, what do you do when no one else is around? I guess make podcasts. 19, where do you want to travel the most? Um, the most? Um, probably somewhere in America. It's always easiest to do that. Um, I think Yellowstone. Just because it's so hard to get to when you, when you think about flying there and stuff. Internationally, I'd really like to go to like South Korea or Japan. That would be sick. I just like their, the culture would be so different. Also, everyone would be so short compared to me. It would feel amazing. I'd probably get like asked if I was an NBA player, and I'd say yes every time. 
Absolutely. I, I give, I make, I take pictures, I do autographs, all that stuff. But I just like the, like, like in South Korea, I like their, their culture. Um, I don't like it better than American culture, but I, I think it's so different. It's so like, it would be such a culture shock, which I really haven't felt um, in my life. So that's where I want to go. Um, what's one thing most people don't know about you? Um, let's see. Let me think. Let me think. I'm a pretty open book. Uh, not with you guys, because I don't know you. Um, like you, you share your really intimate thing with me first, and then I will. Um, I would say that there's a there's a clip from Parks and Rec, which I know most people won't get it. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find. The clip, I'm going to get the audio, I'm going to insert it, and then I'm going to say, this is me, people don't normally know this. So, uh, here we go. Sometimes when I wipe, I'll wipe, and I'll wipe, and I'll wipe, and I'll wipe a hundred times. Still poop, still poop. Let me check that. It's like I'm wiping a marker or something. So yeah, that pretty much describes what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't understand what he's talking about, uh, that's probably for the best. Uh, 21 says, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hamburger Helper. 22, what book has impacted you the most? Um, I don't want to sound like big lame-o. Um, so outside like verses and, and stuff in the Bible, outside of that, um, so I'm, I'm not going to say that that's, you know, I'm not that kind of guy. But I don't like reading, so there's also that. Um, but there was a book I read, I think, in high school. Thing, I can't remember, and I don't know the title, but I know what it's about. It's about these girls who want to escape Guatemala. So I'm sure if I Google the plot, I can find it. But uh, I'm too lazy. There's still tons of more questions to do. Yeah, these girls. Because um, I, I enjoy survival books. I, you know, I like them. So these two girls are uh, trying to make it to America from Guatemala. So they're going to sail all the way through the Gulf of Mexico on this rickety boat. And it's, and it's there. And it's, so they brought some stuff to eat, uh, but, but it's only like just like papayas or something. I don't remember. And they deal with that, but then they're able to catch like flying fish. And then, but then they're dealing with exposure and, and they get caught up in a storm. And, but then that book ends with them finally making it to the an American beach where they get picked up and they get asylum. So uh, I'm not sure if it's impacted me in any way, but it was a good book. Uh, 23 says, if you were going to get some ink, what would you choose and why? I really wish I could get like a sleeve. I feel like every time I see someone have like, not like a full blown, like every inch of my skin on my arm is, you know, tatted up, but like they're all kind of like connected and it means something to the story. So I think like a sleeve, on like on my left arm, um, and why? Because I don't know. It's cool. Twenty-four. If you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Uh, I'm assuming I can't wish for more wishes, or or I can't wish to be the genie. Um, but my first wish would be to uh, see how can I phrase this where it only takes up one wish. You know what? No, I'm not going to make it that complicated. I, I can't think that hard. Um, my first wish would be I want a thousand stocks of Amazon. Uh, second wish would be I want a thousand stocks of Netflix. 
And then my third wish would be a thousand stocks of Apple. Uh, I know those are lame, but uh, if I have those, I think I'll be good when I'm a little older. 25. Do you want to have kids one day? How many? Yes, two kids. Boy and girl. A boy that's a baller, 6'8, and a girl who's awesome and has a high uh, self worth, high self esteem, and, uh, treats her, and, and treats herself like that. That's very important. If I just if I if I have two girls, that's that's what I'm going to do. My 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 teaching method or my parenting method. Me as a dad is going to be protect first. I'm protecting them, and then second would be instilling them with confidence in themselves every day, telling them they're beautiful, they're worth, they're smart, they're awesome. You can do anything because I think a lot of women get caught up. Uh, they're a lot. A lot more likely to be caught up in insecurities so i really want to try to like knock that out as as best i can so it's not like i would just do it when they're kids and then think i did enough i would just do it forever uh, 26 says <clears throat> what's the best present you ever received who gave it to you and why was it so special i'd say my first car who gave it to me my parents why was it so special it was my first car easy uh, 27. If you had to choose only one, would you pick a dog or a cat? I would pick a dog. I have two dogs. We do have a cat. Um, but I got that as a gift for my wife when we were dating. So it's not really my cat. So I, I definitely pick a dog. Dogs are the best. And if you think otherwise, <laughs> you're wrong. 28. Do you believe in aliens? See, you know, I know recently there's been a lot of like, you know, released, you know, Navy pilot footage of, unidentified whatever they're calling it now um but to me i really the the rare earth theory uh explaining why we haven't really found life or even like traces of life on other planets is because it's just hard to get developed life like you understand that humans have only been around a couple hundred thousand years and for like 99% of that, we were walking around dragging our knuckles, you know, living in packs, you know, barely figuring, we're barely separated from animals. Only within the last like century have we really done stuff, right? We didn't really get to, we didn't get the moon to the 60s, which was, I mean, which was incredible, but we didn't have like a, you know, a global satellite system that provided GPS until, you know, what, like fully fleshed out to like the nineties and that wasn't even really publicly available, but now I can, I can get directions anywhere in the world. Uh, I can create a podcast on my computer from the hotel room. Um, it's just, maybe it's just hard for a multitude of reasons, you know, and one of those reasons is kind of depressing, but maybe some, you know, there's a lot of extinction events that happen all the time around and you could just be unlucky. And be in your star, you just, you know, you evolved at the wrong time and your star's dying. And like our star in, you know, four or five billion years is going to expand into a red giant and swallow up Mercury and Venus and almost Earth. And then depending on who you ask it, it will swallow Earth, but that's going to just, just like irradiate everything off of the planet. Um, so if we evolved at the wrong time, then that would be our future or, uh, 66 million years ago when the Chichlov asteroid hit uh, the Gulf of Mexico at that time, but right now it's the Yucatan Peninsula, 
Um, that could have been us. Like, you know, before that impact, dinosaurs were top of the, the heap for, for hundreds of millions of years. And then that came along, hit the earth, and wiped out 70% of every species on planet earth instantly in like a day, extinct. And then over the course of time, more and more things died. So I just think it's hard to A, stay that lucky, and then B, get to a point like this. Um, because what if what if the American experiment never occurred? You know what I mean? Because my, my big thing that I always repeat is you start at 1776 and you go 200 years before to 1576. How different was life between 1576 and 1776? Unless you study those two time periods intensely, arguably there's really not really a huge difference. There's nothing. Not in population, not in life expectancy, not really in any aspect that's meaningful. But go 200 years in the future from 1776 to 1976, uh, it's already been several years since we sent people to the moon. And had people on the moon, um, so I I think it's if free markets and the American experiment was never implemented or tried in the in, at the time in the way it was, um, I don't maybe we would never have gotten here. So do I believe in aliens? Pro- there probably are aliens somewhere. Will we ever meet them or see them? Probably not. Oh, this question's a doozy. This is twenty nine. If you were president, what's the first thing you would work to change in this country? Uh, the size and power that I have. So I would work to reduce, because I'm the president. I'm only really in control of the executive branch. So immediately, everything that's under my power, I would give, dissolve and get rid of instantly. So I'm, I'm talking like the Department of Energy, the Department of Education. Um, I mean, there's the Department of like urban development and all kinds of stuff i would dissolve all of those and the money that was going to those i'd slice probably in half if not by 40 percent and then distribute evenly to every state and say you figure it out uh, and then i would re- work with the legislative you know, with congress to uh, reduce the powers of the president maybe that would make me just a one-termer but hey I- i'm going to do a lot of stuff while i'm in office I'm definitely not going to increase the size of government like every president has ever. <clears throat> 30. What college major are you thinking of choosing and why? See, this is Teen Vogue. So I guess they're talking to teenagers. I chose computer science, which I recommend everybody. Uh, don't go to the arts unless, I guess, you want to and you're cool with being in debt for the rest of your life. 31 says, if you could only listen to one singer or band for the rest of your life, of your life who would you choose? And then the gift... I said GIF, GIF, whatever, below has Coldplay, and that is would not be my choice for the rest of my life. Um, I think I only choose a one singer or band. Uh, I would choose Drake, and I know that's lame, but he has a lot of stuff, so there'd be some good variety. Uh, 32 is that you just won 10 grand. What are you going to do with the money? I'm going to save it or invest. 33, what's your go-to dish when you have to make dinner? When I have to make dinner, I either will order food or um, at most grocery stores where I live, they sell White Castle, like frozen White Castle burgers. That junk is good microwaved. 
So if I'm alone and I got to make dinner, that's how I'm going to eat. I also like bananas. I've done that before. I've had a couple bananas for dinner. There's nothing to be ashamed of. What's the worst you've ever been physically hurt? Oh, let's see. Physically hurt. Um, uh, I would say, and I don't remember the pain, so I can't, I can't say with confidence that's the worst I've ever been hurt. But when I was younger, I was really good at being a soccer goalie, though a little bit taller than everybody else. And I remember getting coached, you know, to dive more and dive for the ball. So I took that literally. And so there's a guy, you know, somehow gets through the defense. I don't know how that happens with a bunch of like eight year olds, but he gets through and I'm thinking, oh, I should dive. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to dive. So I just dive head first as he's winding up to try to launch this ball into the net. And to my credit, he didn't score, but also to my credit, my face got destroyed. Um, I do remember getting like, like the coach was like proud of me and stuff. Like, I guess that's what you gotta say. You can't be like, what an idiot. That's not what I meant. Um, but I just remember my, my nose just bleeding so much. Um, I also remember one time that in, in middle school, I don't know why the PE teacher would make us do this. She was in her own world, but we would balance on medicine balls, uh, you know, just big bouncy balls. Try to balance on her, just like it's like you're like crouching on your knees, balance. And I remember doing that and falling face first, not catching myself. And at that time, I had braces, so that really hurt like the dickens. So I don't know. I've been pretty lucky in terms of being physically hurt. I haven't broken any bones yet, so I'll let you know if that changes. 35. What's your earliest childhood memory? Dear God, I don't know. It's probably really late. You know, my wife can remember like her, who her kindergarten teacher was. I'd say my earliest memory would be like in there, like snapshots of when we used to live in Virginia Beach, Halloween. That's about it. Um, so, yep, that's that. 36. If you had to live in another time period, what would you choose? Probably slightly in the future. Um, because why would you want to live, you know, 50 years ago or whatever? Who was your very first crush? And the GIF is Justin Bieber. Uh, and I have to I have to agree, Justin Bieber. Your very first crush? Like celebrity crush or just like person? Because I don't remember that. Um, I do remember my, being like obsessed, like creepily obsessed. And it was fine because I was a creepy little... I think I was just about to go into puberty. That's probably why I was doing this. Um, but the Spy Kids movie, uh, what, uh, what's your name? The girl in that one. And it's not weird because I was like her age, you know, so it all works out. The math checks out. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be my first crush. I was obsessed with that person. Uh, what foreign languages would you want to master and why? English. Because uh, that's the language that makes the world go around. 39 says, what's your all-time favorite dessert? Um, I like this uh, cake that my mom makes and has passed the recipe on to me. Although right now I have to ask again what it is. It's called a butter cake, but it's not a cake of butter. Um, butters, I think it's just an ingredient, but it tastes so good. Um, either fresh, warmed up with a little bit of ice cream. Good God, man, that's so good. Uh, Forty says, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, let me think. And that's what Pooh Bear 
to doing this, Jeff. Think, 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 think. Uh, if I could change one thing about myself, what would it be? Uh, probably a lot of stuff. That's what's it's hard. I'm trying to narrow it down to like one thing. I wish. So yeah, I love being tall. I wouldn't want to give that up. That's all I got, man. It's being tall. So I give that up. What, what do I got left? Um, if I could change one thing about myself, it would be my um, my tendency to be. It, it, what is it? First Corinthians thirteen something. I don't know. I could be jacking that up. Crazy style. Uh, where it says love is patient, love is kind, love is blah blah blah. One of them is love is not self seeking. I feel like I'm very self seeking. I'm very selfish. So if I could ch- if I could change myself and not be selfish, or at least not as selfish, um, I'd be down. Forty one says, "What's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you?" Uh, being born in America to great parents. Uh, Forty two says, "What's your favorite way to exercise?" Playing basketball. Do you like roller coasters? I do, kind of. Um, but I also hate the fact that the, the feeling you get when you're in a roller coaster is your fight or flight sense. It's the sense your body will have when it's encountering extreme danger or death. Uh, so I, I don't like to put my body through that. Um, so I, I'd, have to, I'd have to say no. 44 is, there's like three questions in this one. If you had to describe yourself in only three words, what would you choose? Prideful, funny, tall. What words do you think your friends would choose to describe you? Tall, funny, awkward. That was easy. Uh, 45, what's your most... Didn't we already do what's your most embarrassing moment? Try again, Team Vogue. Do you believe in soulmates? Actually, I don't. I don't, really. Um, just because, like, there, there's so many people on Earth. If You'd have to stipulate that soulmate would have to be, like, okay, someone near you, maybe be around your age, like, stuff like that. I just don't believe in the practicality of soulmates. I think someone can develop into being your soulmate, but there's just some stranger out there that your soulmate with, uh, and I don't really buy that. Um, it says, what is your most hated chore and why? I absolutely hate, with a passion, um, folding laundry. I'll put the laundry in the machine, dry it, take it out. But dear God, do I hate folding that junk, man. Can someone else do that for me? Um, 48, what's your favorite holiday and why? Uh, Christmas, without a doubt. And if you think otherwise, you should be deported. 49 says, when you can't sleep, what keeps you up at night? Um, my insecurities, uh, what I did awkward that day, what I have to do the next day, the fact that I can't sleep will keep me up too. The list is endless. Uh, 50, if you were an animal, what would you be? Uh, a human. I want to, or, 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 uh, or a gorilla. I'd love, Oh man, big old gorilla. That'd be sick. 51. If you had to create an alter ego for yourself, who would it be and what would you name them? Um, I wouldn't, and their name would be Alex. Alter egos are dumb. Like Sasha Fierce for Beyonce, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you have any phobias? Uh, I would say my own. I don't really have any legit phobias, like diagnosed. Um, but I would say I do have like a fear of things going in my belly button. I don't like that. Um, 53 is what are your top three biggest pet peeves? I think people who, um, 
It's, it's funny because it's making me hypocrite, I guess. But people who are really prideful for no reason. Um, and when I say for no reason, I mean like they're prideful and into themselves a lot, but they don't really have a reason. Um, and, and it's obvious to tell that like, like you're, you're putting stuff down that I'm not really understanding, right? Like you act like your poop doesn't stink, but uh, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you that it does. Um, number two on my pet peeve list, um, I hate people who will speed up to get in front of a line of cars just to take a right and then slow down and take a right. Uh, that's jacked up. I hate that. Um, my third pet peeve is uh, COVID and, and everything surrounding that. I hate everything COVID-related. 54 says, what's your hardest goodbye in life been so far? When we had to put down our family dog. That is the sucky scene ever. 55 is, what would your dream vacay consist of? Um, relaxation, comfort, and the internet. Um, some say they want to be disconnected. Uh, I can choose and still have the internet. So some beach somewhere. It's probably like, you know, the Florida Keys and like have my own little private beach. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm sure I can get more creative, but they use the word vacay. So that's all I'm going to give them. 56, what's your absolute dream job? Um, I think being present. I think I just, there's so much wrong in the world that I think I could really make a difference by, like I said before, um, being the first president since God knows when to reduce his own power and reduce the, and, and try to push for permanently reducing the power of the executive branch in the future. Um, the fact that presidents can write executive orders and things can just happen that way. People allow it is ridiculous. And I would also try to educate do, by doing public events and speeches, talk about the role of government in your life and what it should and shouldn't be, personal responsibility, stuff like that. So my absolute dream job would be probably president or vice president and then hoping that guy dies. Uh, 57 is if you could have a superpower, what would you choose? Uh, the ability to control time because that power is uh, overpowered and broken. Uh, what TV show do you turn on when you just want to zone out and feel better? They have a GIF of The Office. That would be one of them. And Parks and Rec. I love both of those shows forever until I die. Um, I also, what was it? There's another show that I really like. Those are the main two. I'm going to pick with those. I'm going to go with those. What was the last movie you watched in a theater? That's pretty great because I just watched uh, Venom vs. Carnage or whatever. Or there will be Carnage or whatever they ended up calling it with my dad and my sister in the theater. Um, it was pretty bad. Uh, the, fi- the, the, the fighting was cool. I like that. CGI monster fighting. Always going to be a fan. But, I mean, they're trying to make it. They're going to make it part of the MCU. And I think they're going to retcon the first one in too because that one officially when it came out wasn't. But I like the first one better. Hands down. So I watched the Venom Carnage movie and uh, it was kind of a, it, 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 all I could say about it for sure is that it was a movie. What's the last lie you told? Oh man, what's the last lie I told? I really try not to lie. I'm, I'm more of a, a guy who lies by omission or bends the truth. I don't outright lie because uh, I'm not good at it. Um, that's the only reason other than the fact that it's wrong. Um, 
What's the last lie I told? Well, I can't really think of one, but I uh, I wish I would have lied uh, when I was leaving the... I had to get my mom's car of the airport parking lot because it wouldn't start. And uh, when I was leaving, I couldn't find a ticket, and it turns out that she had it for some reason. And so I get to the gate, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have it. And I told her you know, a short little story about my mom, how long it's been there. I ended up paying like a hundred bucks for the parking. And I wish I would have just lied. So I think if you say you just lost it, the maximum is like a day's rate or whatever. So I wish I would have lied then, but I just, I didn't want to. I felt compelled to tell the truth. Um, it's the last lie I told that. I had to have lied at some point. I don't know. I, I feel like I've done a pretty good job in, in the recent, recent times, not lying. Um, but I, I've, I've lied to my wife point blank to her face before. I just can't like, I either can't remember what it was or I don't want to say it. So 61, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, people like grown men that have like grandchildren or at least very successful children when they say they're proud of me, obviously my, my dad says that and my mom says it and stuff. I love it too, but. When it comes from like not those people, but kind of in positions that I respect, and they say like, you know, Alex, I'm really proud of what you've done, and I think you're, I, I really that's that's the best compliment, you know, is that it's just that, that validation that what you're doing is you're on the right track, you're doing great, you're doing great. <clears throat> Sixty two, almost done. What do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Um, got to be like breakfast. So I would say like waffles. Is that a comfort food? Make sure it makes me feel comfortable. So I'm going to go with waffles. Waffles and like, so like a, a Waffle House waffle. Dear, oh my God, I love them. I know lots of people, some people call it Awful House, and most people are awful. But Waffle House, waffles, uh, very, very good. I love just drenching them in syrup too. I'm a disgusting person. 63, do you believe in ghosts? I do not. 64, what's your favorite color and what's your least favorite color? My least favorite color, let me pull up a color wheel and I'll look and I'll pick off that. I, I literally never think about this, this kind of stuff ever. So let's see. Um, I think I, I like kind of like the, the range of between like green blue green and then straight up blue i like those like cold colors i don't mind the warmer like red orange tones uh, my least favorite would probably be like really uh, pretty 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 much any highlighter color like a neon color but then outside of that like purple like purple is just like a useless color to me 65 what do you consider your best physical feature uh my height what i've said that like Four times already. How tall I am. That's what I consider my best physical feature. What am I going to say? My butt? Like, come on now. Uh, 66. What are the top three things that stress you out? Um, I feel like it's cheating if I just say life itself. I would say <clears throat> the future, the present, and um, me. I stress myself out a lot uh, by getting in my own way or just getting into my own head. And there's this gif of Elaine from Seinfeld that really, that really, yeah, that's me right there.
And then the next one is, what are your top three ways to deal with stress? <clears throat> Number one way I deal with stress is by ignoring whatever I need, whatever I'm stressed out about. Because usually I'm stressing out about stuff that is pretty important. I will just ignore it and kick the can down the road. I'm not saying that's the good thing. That's just what I do. Um, second thing I do to deal with stress is talk about it. And I think third way I used to, and I'm not doing that anymore, would be some sort of self-medicating substance or drug or something. Um, and that's really not all of, all of those things. Um, are, are not necessarily great ways to deal with stress. So I have yet to figure this out. I'm learning. I'm getting there. 68. When was the last time you were jealous and why? I, I would say the last time I was really jealous was uh, a lot of my friends have, their parents have really great relationships. And I mean, not to out my parents or whatever, but they don't have the best. And, uh, and also like their relationships with their dads were really great. And for the last couple of years, it hasn't been that great with mine. Just recently, it's gotten a lot better. But uh, I've been really, I was really jealous of that. I was like, why? Well, I, I want that. Can I have that, please? Um, little did I know that I, I was in control of that the whole time. I, I could make, I could make that happen with my dad at any point. So it was kind of like a, a self-fulfilling jealousy. And it says, if you could travel in time, where would you go? With the stipulation that I can come back at any point, I would love and like not die. So, so here's my my stipulations because I have an answer, but it has to be like I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna. I'm like in this thing that's outside of time and space, and so I'm not affected. I would love to go back to the Big Bang and see that because the way it's described and broken down and stuff just blows my mind, and I would love to see that happen. Same thing with. Uh, getting really, really close, if not going inside a black hole and then coming back out. Um, that's not so much traveling in time, it's more than traveling in space, but kind of the same thing. You believe in special relativity. 70, what do you usually have for breakfast? Chick-fil-A uh, or a banana? I love bananas, man. Uh, I don't know why. They're just easy to eat, and they're so good. And then the last one, what's your... Favorite plant or flower? What a lame last question. I have none. No plant or flower. Favorite plant? Trees. I don't know. Uh, I got to find a better one to answer than that plant. What is your favorite plant? Please. Um, uh, funny. Here are some funny questions. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? So I'm not going to, I don't really have any conspiracy theories that I believe in. Um, because I generally believe that people who believe in conspiracy theories uh, are people who are uncomfortable with the fact that everyone's just as dumb as they are and that the world is just kind of happening. And, and they, they, they really want some secret society to actually be in control and you know, be, be the fabric that holds everything together. But I, I remember when, what grade was that? I think I was in eighth grade. Probably too old enough to believe this, but but I ate it up, man. Uh, the internet was, was was new to me. I really believed that we never went to the moon. And all of those things that people would say and stuff, like, oh, like, if there's no atmosphere on the moon, which means there's no moisture, like, how would there be footprints and stuff? Which doesn't make any sense, and... 
and uh, and like reasons why we would fake it and stuff. So I ate that stuff up, and I, and I, I like I ended up presenting it to the class and everything. Oh, it was a disaster. Maybe that could be one of my embarrassing moments. But we'll end on that. What's my favorite conspiracy? Um, I guess that's not my favorite conspiracy. One of my most favorite conspiracies is um, everyone's like people are like there's lizard people that put on human mass i also love the conspiracy that the 2004 tsunami that hit indonesia and sri lanka and stuff was somehow caused by some other like it's generally related to lizard people again um but same thing i don't know why and then um the covid vaccine would have like a chip in it or something (laughs) Uh, I don't know what makes you think you're so special that, you know, Bill Gates would want to track you. But hey, if you think that, I mean, good for you, man. I, I would love to have that self-confidence. Um, but that's the last question. I kind of blew through. I'm surprised I was able to get through all those in just over an hour. Um, some of them I spent more time on, others I didn't because they were easier. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope you enjoyed this kind of lighthearted, funny um, podcast. I'll probably do another one with another friend or something maybe with with uh, my wife someday and uh we'll we'll have some good banter back or or i'll do with my my sister that was a good one i think i'll go in deep uh with some of these get to know you questions with my sister not like the intense like what's your biggest fear but some funny ones like your favorite conspiracy theory and uh, other stuff like that and uh i also hope you got a good laugh with the um andy dwyer poop stuff I'll always laugh at it. So, but anyways, um, I hope you like the intro music that I chose, uh, which I haven't yet chose. And I hope you like the outro music. Um, they're both, I've just, I'm deciding right now that they're both going to be Will Smith because I, I, he did a, he did, uh, a remix of Joyner Lucas's song, Will, where he actually raps on it. And he has a line on there. He says, I don't have to curse just to keep it real. And I'm like, "You, absolutely, man. Like, yes, yes. I love the attitude. I love that. He's keeping it real. He's still the same guy he was. People will make fun of him because he's like this clean, like uptight rapper or whatever. We need more of those kind of people. So uh, that's what I'm going to use as my outro. Uh, Thanks for listening as always. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Charlie at the bar running up a high bill, nothing less than nil. When we dress to kill, every time the ladies pass, they be like, Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces, every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Who I heard the rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with.